Um, Rudy Giuliani, good morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning. I, I a, hey, listen, Rudy, you, uh, Sid Rosenberg is out. You have Russ Salzberg, Bernard McGurk. We are here, uh, and we're doing great, and we're, we're glad, very happy to have you. Well, I'm happy to be back. Well, listen, uh, Rudy, uh, uh, we'll start. I mean, there's so much going on out there, so oh. much. I know, <laughs> Every right? morning I wake up, I don't know what to think about first. It's really, it really is. Uh, it's a potpourri of stuff. Sadly, a lot of it, uh, most of it depressing. But yes, yes. this this, uh, this latest uh, assignment, that the, or whatever it is, the president recruit, recruited you to help him do this uh, with Joe Biden. What's going on with that? Well, you know, I did this last time. I, I negotiated along with, um, with McGahn. I negotiated the debates with Hillary, so I've done it before. And the president and I were talking about it with, uh, with Brad a few weeks ago, and he thought it would be good if I got involved in it with Brad because I have the experience. And uh, we do have to have different kind of debates now. I mean, you've got the whole pandemic thing, uh, what kind of crowds. So we thought we would try to do something a little different. So I'm proposing more debates rather than less. I think that the American people lost out on about two months of real good political discussion because of everything that's been going on. So instead of three presidential debates, I mean, we would settle for four. We'd like to have five. Absolutely. And we'd like to have them all before the first voting begins. So it's kind of pointless to have it in late October. Half the country's voted by that. Right, right. No, but, but, and you know, of course, uh, that, that the Democrats and everybody on that side – they know that Joe Biden can barely speak. I mean, in, 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 he can't string two sentences together. Well, in don't a we two- have to find out? Well, we've got to find out. I mean, Joe's got to come out of the basement. And he's, I mean, everybody has suspicions. We all have different suspicions about what's wrong with him. Four or five debates, an hour and a half each, standing up on the stage. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. But, uh, Mayor Giuliani, it's, it's Russ here. Is that realistic, though, to think? that you would be able to get him to do four or five? Because to me, it sounds almost unrealistic. I, I think well, they're afraid well, to have him do it. Well, wouldn't it be nice if they demonstrated that to all of us, that they're afraid to have him do it? Exactly. Yeah, put it I out mean, sometimes, uh, sometimes you make them an offer they have to refuse. <laughs> I love right? it. You don't, you, don't, you don't always have to make an offer they can't refuse. Sometimes you make them an offer they have to refuse. Brilliant. Why can't, why can't he do four debates? Or five. Because I think he'd be in trouble with one or two. Well, then he shouldn't be president of the United States. Well, that's a fair right? point. That's a- Forget Democrat or Republican. You can't stand up there for five debates and explain your position after 2,000 years in politics. You shouldn't be representing the men, women, and children of the United States. He's the guy protecting us. Uh, at that point, it doesn't matter if he's a Republican or a Democrat. If he's, if he's got dementia, let's find out. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a great strategy, and uh, I mean, everybody knows that the vice presidential pick is going to be pivotal because he ain't he ain't lasting no four years. That's for damn sure. Then, then what we really want to do is we want to get them in in September, uh, so that the American people can process them before they begin voting, and uh, and also, you know, we want to stay away from football games. Things like that, because we want to make sure we have a full audience. A couple of little details, and I'm proposing to them something historic. I think people would love a true Lincoln-Douglas debate where they question each other. Just have a moderator who's uh, you know who keeps time. That's it. And Trump will ask him questions, and he'll ask Trump questions. 
I love it. Yeah, keep the media, the the biased, corrupt media, out of it because the the, the deck is stacked. Obviously, uh, Rudy Giuliani on the Bernie and Sid show with Russ Salzberg. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, I have to ask you about uh, uh, Mayor De Blasio. I mean, the city council on, on both sides they're proposing uh, uh, petitions or or some sort of uh, some sort of uh, legislation to remove the mayor of the, this city right here. I mean, he screwed up the opening of phase two last night. Governor Cuomo said. I don't know if we're going to open on Monday or not. It depends on the level of incompetence. Those are the words he used of the city of New York. That's, that's actually what Governor Cuomo said yesterday about this guy, de Blasio. You know, the two of them are uh, really starting to wear my patience. You know, uh, if he is that incompetent, then the governor is not doing his job, not removing himself. Right. The governor of the state of New York ultimately has the power to remove the mayor. Governor Roosevelt removed Jimmy Walker for corruption, and uh, it can be done, and maybe that's that's what should be done. Mayor Giuliani, I got to ask you this because you you ran New York, you ran it successfully. When I see what's going on in Seattle, Bernie and I were talking about it both. It it absolutely makes my skin crawl. I cannot understand how an American city in this day and age, in 2020, can allow this to happen? How can it be allowed, and what would you do? Well, I mean, first of all, it is, it is. I have the same feeling you have. I also have a feeling that it seems to me that the entire Democratic Party, I don't think they agree with it, but they're too afraid to say anything about it. So I think we're looking, fo- <coughs> I think we're looking forward to this in a few other, in a few other cities. And, uh, I think the president should give him a deadline, uh, a good one, like a week or two, get it all cleaned up, and then he should go into court, get an injunction, and claim that land back to the United States of America, and do what Eisenhower did during the uh, Civil Rights era, send in U.S. Marshals. They don't own that land. Ultimately, it's, you know, okay, it's Seattle, and it's uh, Washington, but it's also the United States Mm -hmm. of America, right? And uh, right now, if I were the head of my old organization, I'd have the Drug Enforcement Administration in there arresting everybody with drugs. All, all of them are violating. I don't care what the laws of Washington are. You know, I guess you can smoke heroin. I mean, uh, drink heroin, snort coke and yeah. do anything you want in Seattle. But you can't do that under the laws of the United States. They should all be arrested. Yeah, and they're also intimidating people. Out about half of them. Yeah. If I did one of my Lower East Side drug busts like I did when I was U.S. Attorney, I could clean them out. I clean out half of them in two days. You know, and that, that's going to be the issue in November is uh, law and order versus chaos and anarchy, uh, uh, Rudy Giuliani. Clearly, that's going to be an issue. And, and I'll speak to, uh, I'll bring this up, uh, this DA down in uh, Fulton County, Atlanta, Georgia, Oh. Who, who brought up charges against this cop who killed a guy who was on probation for beating up his wife and kids. And uh, anyway, uh, to me, I look at the mugshots of these two cops, and it breaks my heart. I mean, they got up that morning, put on a uniform to protect the people, and then two days later, one of them is, is in jail facing the death penalty. You know, the, the, the tragedy of this is there is a really good case, a bad case, right, to illustrate what they want to illustrate, police brutality, the Floyd case. That police officer, no one defends him. The question of how guilty is he? Every cop I know 
is embarrassed by what he did. To take that case and then to pretend that this one is like that is, 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 uh, ruins your cause. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy was a violent criminal with a long background as a violent criminal, falsely described by friends and family as a very good man, a very good family man. He, he got arrested for, for, for uh, cruelty to children, by the way, as wow. well as beating up women. Yep. And none of that is mentioned. In fact, the stupid DA, and I have, I have this on my Instagram, if you'd like to go see it, I juxtapose the two takes. The stupid DA says, well, Mr. Mr. Brooks acted very calm and cordial toward the police officer. And then I showed the picture of him punching the police officer in the face. <laughs> That's great, yeah. And then he said he, was, he constantly had his temper under control. At that point, he's whacking him over the head with something. And then, and he never asserted any kind of violence. And I show him turning around shooting at him. So what is he looking at, a different case? I know, I, mean, I could the, the, guy, the guy blew it like a violent... He was in a, in, a, in a state of violence that said to me immediately, the minute I saw that, I said, this guy's a perp. I mean, I know perps, thousands of them. <laughs> I can sure. smell them. The minute he, t- he started swinging at the cops like that, I said, this is not an altar boy. No, this, I- this guy has a lot of experience with this, and he's probably got a couple of warrants, which is exactly what he did. He had two warrants. He was running away because he was going to go to jail for 10 years. And they found out about the warrants while they, during the conversation, and that's why they decided, uh, well, they, you know, in addition to the fact that he was uh, DUI, all that uh, stuff. And, and the DA described him as peacefully sleeping in his car. I mean, give me a break. He was jovial. <laughs> he was in a drunken stupor, frankly. And the reason they delayed is exactly what, what, what you're saying, Bernie. The reason they typical in a, first of all, drunk driving, always poses a problem for cops, right? You can't let the guy drive home, right? <laughs> no, guy no, of course home, not. Kill a kid. So you, you have to take him in for drunk driving. You're almost required to take him in for drunk driving. Uh, number two, while, during that delay, you always check. You just check the guy's record. Well, it probably took a half hour to check this guy's record. You should see how long it is. And the record says, we got a dangerous guy here. We, got, we better be careful. I'm surprised they didn't call for backup. That's the one thing I, you know, I think I, I hate to criticize other police departments. That's, that's a good point. But whenever I watch them, I always find something the NYPD would have done that they don't do. The minute I saw that record, I'd have called the supervisor and I'd had backup. That is an excellent point, Mayor Giuliani. Yes. But they're kids. You know, they're kids. That's not a crime, not doing it. No. It's just not, not being in a police department that has, you know, 50 times more of this than your police department. Well, listen, it's that kind of insight that you'll get on WABC Radio from 4 to 6 in the afternoon from uh, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Mayor Giuliani, you're great. We are out of time, but... Uh, 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 you guys are great. Uh, look, you look, can handle look, this beautifully. Look who's talking. Mayor Giuliani, fantastic right, work. Uh, it's an honor and a thanks, pleasure. Thanks very much, Mayor. Thank you, guys.